0: or even through all the content available on our YouTube page. Hey, our prayer is that God uses this message to change your life and that you could become a dynamic disciple of Jesus. Thanks for listening. Enjoy this message. All right, good morning, everybody. How you feel? You feel good? Oh, If you don't smile, Rachel's gonna come up and tell you smile again. Let's go. Come on. All right. Uh, it's good to see all of you. Um, excited about all the great things coming up this summer and excited about what God is doing. Um, hey, we got BLI in the room. Come on, BLI, are you here? All right. Our, uh, we got a lot of uh, student interns this summer, and so it's going to be a great time for you guys. And, um, hey, if you have your Bibles, uh, let's go Matthew chapter 11 today. We're in this series, uh, and we've entitled it Family, and really it's a culture series, and here's what I mean by that. Um, Paul makes it clear that we're the family of God. We, we read all through the New Testament that we're a family. So there's different metaphors that we see for the church. We see that we're an army, a bride. We just sing a song about being the bride and that we're a family. Um, and, and so specifically, there's, I think of it kind of in three ways. I think of it in terms of the family of God, um, kind of big like the whole family. And then you kind of think of our, our own church, our own radiant church here in Kansas City, and then each one of us are a part of our own families and whatever age you're in, maybe if you're a young adult, not married or single, but you're still a part in some way of a uh, family. And even if it's not biological, you can connect with friends to a certain degree and, and have that that circle of that social circle. And I'm aiming at a few things. I, I think one of the things that I really enjoy uh, is, is my family. And it's one of the things that I think if we can have families that are intentional, Families that are intentional both in the nuclear family and then us as Radiant Church as a family. And then, of course, we'll influence the body of Christ. So it's summertime and I'm going after uh, the kind of people that come to church in the summertime. This is family. This is, this, is, this is where we've got some moments to really build culture. And so last week we talked a little bit about, I called it favored family. And I was thinking about just for my own family uh, and what God has called us to do uh, in being uh, pastors. And so uh, the call on Renata and I impacts our children. And so uh, we talked about humility. We talked about how God favors the humble. And we live in a time where it's always tempting to live with pride, but that God actually opposes the proud. And so... The idea of what it looks like to be a favored family by walking in humility, which is probably one of the hardest things to get in our culture. I think it's, I think it's, I think it's one of the things that God rewards the most, and yet I think it's one of the things that's most difficult to live out. And uh, so I wanna go after today, a little bit different, but I wanna go after a culture um, of a rested family. And here's what I mean by that. We live in an insanely busy time. I think that the nature of the digital age has caused all of us to be so incredibly busy. And I want us to kind of look at what Jesus invites us to so that we have a culture, a family culture of not one that is perpetually busy, but one that is finds rest in God. So Matthew chapter 11, Jesus talks about this. Verse 28 says to me, it says, come to me all who are weary and burdened. And I will give you rest. Intriguing language. Jesus says, I'm going to give you something. I'll give you rest. Verse 29. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me. Great phrase. Learn from me. Study what I do. Look at the way that I live. So take my yoke upon you and learn from me. Watch my habits. For I am gentle and humble in heart. A little bit of tie-in from last week. And you will find rest. Rest is available. You'll find rest for your souls. For my yoke is easy and my burden is light. Father, we love you today. And Lord Jesus, I ask, Lord, that our church would uh, find rest. I I pray, Lord God, in the midst of the chaotic culture, in the midst of the 24-hour news cycle, in the midst of the 24-hour constant social media, in the midst of the The ability to find something to do or somebody to talk to nonstop. And and the constant treadmill of trying to be somebody. I pray, Lord Jesus, that we would find rest in you. We love you. We honor you. In Jesus' name, amen. St. Augustine said, God is always trying to give good things to us, but our hands are too full to receive them. Say it again. God is always trying to give good things to us. God wants to give. This is what Jesus says right here when he says, I want to help you receive, give you, I want to give you rest, but our hands are too full to receive them. In other words, you have so many potentially good things that you don't receive the God thing. So the thing that God wants to give to you is the thing that's best for you, but based upon your own way of tracking and thinking what is good, maybe you're not receiving the God thing because you've got so many good things in your hands. So I was thinking about Jesus here as the rest giver. Just that idea. That he's the one that, and it's this language of a soul rest. And so it's this language of, of, we've got perpetual busyness in our culture. But imagine the beauty and the joy and the life that comes from finding rest in Christ. And so this idea of rest is a gift. It's something that we receive. It's something that, that you don't have to Earn, something that you don't have to whoo, try to apply yet another action step or another list of takeaways of what I got to do from the meeting, from the business. But something that I can receive from a good God that wants to give me something, he wants to give me rest. It's, it's actually God's nature. I mean, even when we read in the Old Testament, Old Covenant, in the Ten Commandments, Fourth Commandment, is it's about rest. And God gave the Sabbath for the sake of helping his people rest. So I want us just to look at, okay, what does it look like for you and me in our culture? Because I was picturing if Jesus were here and if he were literally trying to give David rest, my temptation would be to be like, very nice to, to, to talk about it. But I live in a time where my alarm clock is the same device that is constant text messages. I, I mean, from the moment that I wake up, like head up, get out of the pillow, look over, thank God for Renata. Can, can I just tell you then this? this is, I, I know that you think that I over-exaggerate Renata's amazingness. When I woke up this morning, Renata was sleeping like this. She had her hands folded. This is today. And she had like a little smile and she was, uh. who sleeps like that? Justice did one night away with me uh, last month, and he was like, "Dad, you're the worst sleeper. You snore. I can't stand it. It's awful." And Renata just angelic. Mm. But anyway, <laughs> so other than you know, see Renata, and then turn alarm clock off, and and just probably your scenario is much like mine. It's it's this choice of am I gonna, how quickly am I going to engage with the chaos? Nothing against this device. But this device represents a chaotic world trying to get my attention and my affection. And then, this is just for fun, if you don't respond to them in the time that they think you should, then they put a little tap back question mark like, where are you at, boy? Come on. Those people, God bless them. You know, like, I I, I, I sent you this. And so I was just thinking, if Jesus were to say, David, I want to give you rest, how many things would I have in my hand and say, God, I, I, I'm thankful that you want to give me a good thing. And maybe, maybe you are the creator and maybe you are the one that wants to give me good rest. But, I, but I've got so much going, I'm not sure I have time to receive it. I'm not sure. My hands are a little bit too busy to take it in. It's interesting because you would almost say that in our culture today, busyness is like a virtue. Like, Somebody, I mean, can you imagine talking in the lobby out here and saying, what's up? What you got going this week? And somebody saying, not much, man. I got so much margin. I don't know. Like that doesn't happen. Here's what we all say. I am so busy. I've got so much going. Everybody does it. And, and, And it's because I think deep... In our human heart, we go, if I have a lot going, it says a lot about how I am needed and I am wanted and I am seen and I am loved and I have somebody somewhere that wants something that I can do so that somehow those people have developed me having some worth. And so it actually feeds ourselves to constantly feel like, oh, I'm I'm busy. I got a lot going. And I want us just to take a moment, and not not what David would say, but what would Jesus say? What, what, What was Jesus' rhythms? I mean, great language. Learn from me. Jesus, in the context of speaking about giving rest, he says, learn from me. So maybe the habits of Jesus and maybe the way that Jesus rested ought to be the way that we rest. Maybe looking at the life of Jesus when he says, come unto me, all who are weary, tired, heavy laden. I'm not sure what version I'm quoting there. That's something from my childhood. But come to me. So your temptation is to go to lots of other places and we'll go to a lot of other places to try to find rest. Here's the invitation. Maybe Jesus' rest is better than anybody else's rest. Maybe what Jesus has to offer is better than anybody, anything that anybody else has to offer. Dallas Willard said, busyness is the greatest enemy of the spiritual life. Busyness is the greatest enemy of the spiritual life. I think one of the ways that I, uh, I have a strong memory of, hearing this idea, maybe for the first time, was uh, I was 16 years old, going out with my dad on a Tuesday, and I was so impressed with how much I was doing. And I had spent my life staring at my dad's yearbooks when he was in college. And I would look at the way that, you know, my dad was ran track and he's a great athlete and kind of gave up on those and went after I went after other things, you know, but I remember sitting at this. We this we were sitting at the Burger King in, on Northwest Highway, Oklahoma City, and I'm like, Dad, I have so much going on, and I began to just tell him about all of my all of my accomplishments, and I began to list. And I'm doing this with student council and. Hey, dad, I'm doing this. I'm, I was actually in a, I was in a musical. I mean, I'm doing this. I had a job and I was leader in the youth group and I was telling about the prayer meetings that I was leading and I was telling about all the things that I was doing. And in my head, I'm racking up. It's my junior year. I'm racking up just like you, dad. I'm going to have a bunch of numbers in the back, by the, my name in the back of the yearbook because I'm Mr. Busy. I'm a National Honor Society. I mean, I got like 17 pictures of myself in the yearbook. I'm busy, dude. Why? Because at 16, I'm thinking, yeah, I'm busy, I'm somebody. (laughs) My dad wasn't impressed. He wasn't. I'll never forget the moment where he said, I wonder if you need to stop doing some good things so that you can give your time to God things. Mic drop. So I'm just going to let dad disciple you today. (laughs) And I just want to invite you. I wonder if there's some good things in our lives that if if we would cease to do some, some really good things, not that they're bad things, ain't nothing wrong with some of those things. But there might be something that Jesus has for you that by nature of creating the margin to engage in the God thing, the God rhythm, the rhythm that Jesus has for you, and then it might not be celebrated in the culture the way that Jesus celebrates it. But if you choose that path instead of the culture's path, you'll find rest for your soul. Maybe the Jesus way is higher than the cultural way. Listen to the way that it says it in the message. It's just fun. Are you tired? I mean, I think if if we were really honest, many of us, when people say, how are you doing? If it's somebody that you're not close to, you'll be like, oh, I'm busy. I got a lot going. Yet if it's your closest friend, Here's what you say, I'm tired. A little more vulnerable, a little more honest. All these things that I'm giving myself to, don't fill me up like I hoped. And if Jesus were having a conversation with you, I think that he would say it just like this. Are you tired? Worn out? Burned out on religion? Answer, two more! No. Answer, come to me. Get away with me and you'll recover your life. I'll show you how to take a real rest. Walk with me and work with me. That's fun. Watch how I do it. Learn the unforced rhythms of grace. I won't lay anything heavy on or ill-fitting on you. Keep company with me, and you'll learn to live freely and lightly. Come to me. Maybe you could step off of the treadmill of just trying to do seven different things and refocus. Family culture, family rest. What are the things that Jesus is inviting you to? What does it look like for you to embrace a rhythm in your life, time, where it's what Christ is strengthening you and what the work he's called you to instead of keeping up with others. And, and there's a million good things. There's so many good things. Temptation, get every single number I can, page number on the, in the back of the yearbook. Look good to people. I mean, man, you think, you think yearbook in 1991 was a big deal. Woo, try Instagram every day, 24-7, perpetual, nonstop. Then comment on it, like it. I mean, it is, a, it is, a, it is soul-sucking. Jesus offers a better way. I remember um, in my uh, late 20s, this, I was on staff, or mid-20s, on staff, and this, this preacher came to our church. He gave a sermon on rest. And I'm there, and I was, I'm, we had, it was a big church, so we had lots of different uh, pastors on staff. And I was kind of a, I don't know, maybe a little cocky, just, I remember my, my interpretation of it. As I'm like talking with my friends that week about, oh yeah, he's just using Bible verses to justify laziness. True story, confession time. Because I remember just thinking, no, I don't want to slow down. I slowing down. I sing the song, I'll preach the gospel, die and be forgotten as long as you get, I'm going to burn out for God, baby. Let's go. In fact, my, my buddy, my, my closest friends, we had a phrase because we were always, we, I mean, it was kind of fun because it was, in, it was right there in the early 2000s where suddenly like Starbucks was making its huge and like coffee shops were just taking off. And so that was like really fun. Plus we were new in ministry and we were loving that. So the mixture of like ministry and caffeine just caused us to just love burning out, baby. Like, let's go. And so we would pass each other like ships in the night, you know, and going in and out of Starbucks and making disciples and just meeting with people nonstop. And we were doing retreats like crazy and starting to do prayer meetings late at night. I, I'd schedule, I literally started scheduling prayer meetings from midnight to 2 a.m. I mean, I was just like, let's go, 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 go. And it was a culture of go, 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 go. And our phrase that we would say to each other was this, sleep when you're dead. That was our phrase. I mean, literally whenever we started to get tired, Just kind of wink at each other like, and that was the phrase. I mean, I'm not exaggerating. That was our favorite phrase, sleep when you're dead. Whenever we heard some preacher try to justify going a little slower, we just kind of thought of them as a little bit lesser, a little bit proud of ourselves. And then we just wink at each other, be like, sleep when you're dead. You going out tonight? Yeah, we're gonna gonna meet these people. We'll be out till 2 a.m. Sleep when you're dead. That was our phrase, sleep when you're dead. And I think it's easy for us in the midst of, even things that we're doing for God, to slowly get in this pace where if we're honest about our real identity, we're trying to fill up our lives and we don't live from a place of our identity as sons, as daughters. Because I, I think when I look back at some of that, a lot of it was beautiful, but, a, but some of it was taking the culture that said, you are what you do and so I gotta be somebody, even in ministry. I, I, I gotta be, I, I wanna be somebody. Is that a song? Wish that I could be somebody. Da, 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 da. I just heard it on the radio. Come on, help me out, teenagers. Dust. I wish that I could be somebody. Just, mm, mm, mm. I heard it on, I just heard it. I heard it in the coffee shop this week. Right? It, that, it's, it's, it's out there. It's uh, I just wanna be somebody. What? Sing it. Thank you. Okay, all right. See, I'm just proving. It's cultural relevance right there. And many of us will always try to even allow other people to define us by our accomplishments instead of our adoption from God. That I am his beloved. I'm, I'm the redeemed. I'm his family. And so I wanna invite us just to begin to ask the question, what is Jesus' rhythm like? How did he live? Luke 5.15 says this. says, Yet the news about him, Jesus... Spread all the more. So the crowds of people came to hear him and to be healed of their sickness. But Jesus often withdrew to lonely places and prayed. So here's Jesus' rhythm the crowds are coming after him. And, and, and this, is, this would be like, hey, we want more. This is good. The rabbi from Galilee, man, he's articulate. He's saying some great things. People are being healed. Hey, give us some more. And this is an intriguing verse because Jesus often withdrew. Literally like turn your back on the crowd to go get alone and pray. That's a a Jesus rhythm. A Jesus rhythm is voluntarily choosing to not give the people what the people want to go give the Father what he wants. To go feast on Father Got, I mean, and, and if you do that, then, then, then you're gonna... <laughs> you're gonna make somebody mad. Everybody's going to want a piece of you. And so you feel like, man, I need to. I mean, we're in this place where social media, I even need to pr- show them that I like what, where they're at, and I'm not even with them. I, 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 I got to do i, I got to make each circle in my life OK so that I'm okay so that they know. that I like them so that we're, and I'm gonna gonna make all the crowds like me and in so doing, maybe lose your soul. But if you come to Jesus, even the way that we see that Jesus gets alone with his father, who knows, but that you might might find some soul rest. (sighs) Some identity around who I am as a son and a daughter rather than who I am. And I'm gonna go strong here, but instead of who I am as a son, as a slave. Just listen to this. Deuteronomy 5, it's just a little bit of the, uh, we get a little bit from the, uh, in the, in the Ten Commandments about the Sabbath. And of course, today, the idea, the principle of a Sabbath rest, of being a people that find rest in God, uh, is how we live. And yet we can find some real wisdom, even when we look at the old talk of Sabbath here. But listen to Deuteronomy chapter five, it says this, observe the Sabbath day, verse 12, by keeping it holy as the Lord your God has commanded you. Six days you shall labor and do all your work. But the seventh day is a Sabbath day to the Lord your God. On it you shall not do any work, neither you nor your son or daughter, nor your male or female servant, nor your ox, your donkey, or any of your animals, nor any foreign... any foreigner residing in your town, so that your male and female servants may rest as you do. Remember that you were slaves in Egypt and that the Lord your God brought you, brought you out of there with a mighty hand and an outstretched arm. Therefore, the Lord your God has commanded you to observe a Sabbath day. It's just interesting that he says, remember you were slaves. Slaves, they worked seven days for the Pharaoh." but I, I rescued you and you're my people and my people, you get a gift of rest. It's something that I give you. So so we today, church people, we can voluntarily become enslaved to whichever Pharaoh we choose. Where we say seven days a week, all the time, 24 seven. I'm gonna give my, my soul, my heart, my affection, my time to something else. And imagine in your own life and in your own family, if you say no, my soul finds rest in God. So therefore I turn my back on all these digital things, trying to get my attention, all these people, everybody, so that I can be with God and find rest. I was thinking about my own family and uh, one of the things that we love to do is we love to get together. We have a, a room that when we bought the house, it, the people before us had a, um, an office there. And we, so it's a small space, but we, we turned it into a very small little family room. And that small little family room we got, we have, we'll take Alexa and we'll, we'll all go down there. The six of us plus Alexa, robot counts as a person. And um, in, that, in that space then, in the either early evening or late evening. We'll we'll spend some time. We call it Tribal Bible. And it's our family culture to gather in there and worship and pray. And we'll read a little bit of Acts sometimes. I think it's been quite a few years we've been in Acts. Um, But we'll take some time. And here's the thing. Starting it is always the most difficult. Hey, we ring a bell. Where are you at? Come on, guys. Whoa, let's go. Hey, hey. Why? Because it's got so many things going on. We got we got homework and we got sports and we got just trying to get people to just, just do basic living. And so like, come on. But it never has there been a time where after gathering together as a family to just find rest in God. Has there been a time where we're not? and I said, man, regret that? No, every time. Actually, this song that we just sang, Echo Holy, I asked the worship team uh, to learn this song um, because it became a powerful song in our tribal Bible time. Because our kids know the worship songs before we do because Renan and I were old school and we'll just sing songs from the 90s. But they know the latest stuff. The way they say it is, what song has the latest heavy revy? I've just learned that. But heavy revy, it means heavy revelation. Where's the heavy revy? It means where's the anointed song? And we'll take that song and we'll find, and we'll just find rest as a family. And I think that if you'll make it a priority to gather with the family of God, temptation? Too busy, man! I, don't, I can't go to church. I gotta let going. it. Oh, the cares of the age. Oh, and they're and, not, and they're real. I can't pull my family together. I can't get alone with God. I just wanna be Hal today. every day really, but, and say, um, maybe take a moment and go, what are the, what are the good things that I actually say no to so that I can say yes to the God things? Where am I supposed to pray? Where am I supposed to disciple my family? How am I supposed to serve? What does it look like for me to say yes to the God things? And one of the things that is so interesting to me when it comes to this idea of rest, because I live in a culture that is constantly go, 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 go. I like you. I'm tempted to go, 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 go. But you know, one of the things God does is God rested. Isn't that interesting? Genesis 2, 2, right after we were reading all about creation, Genesis 1, we go into Genesis 2. By the seventh day, God had finished the work that he had the work he had been doing. So on the seventh day, he rested from all his work. Then God blessed the seventh day and made it holy because on it, he rested from all the work of creating that he had, that he had done. So God doesn't need rest. God is omnipotent. God's all powerful. But God ceased. He stopped. He stopped working Enjoyed all that he had created. So God set an example. So God's not in a hurry, you are. <laughs> Imagine saying, I can't, I can't stop. I'm too busy. God. I know God did, but I can't. Oh, the insanity. Just think about that. I can't, I can't stop. But you are an image bearer. You're made in God's image. And so God rested. And when you stop and rest, you show the world. I'm not a slave perpetually trying to prove my worth to other people or the other route, not just trying to prove to people, but just trying to uh, maintain, just keep everything going to try to get a better life. But I'm going to follow God's example. I'm made in his image. I'm an image bearer. And so made in God's image. He rested. I'll take time. I'll cease. I'll take some time to just. And and imagine when you say, okay, I'm going to, in faith, step out and rest and be with God, his delight. As a father in you, doing what he did. Like this week, I love when I see, as a father, when I see just little hints of myself and my kids, right? Adeline had a musical on Friday night. I was like, what's up? I'm remembering Hello Dolly from when I was a teenager. Mm, you know, see, good. Just like tip off the old block. What's up? You know, Justice had a football game yesterday. I'm cheering him on, you know, loving the athletic. I mean, just it just runs in the family. Baby, what's up? I mean, you know, like athleticism. and I could go through all my kids, but my point is this. It's fun to see yourself in your kids. Imagine your father when he sees you intentionally taking the rhythms that we see in Christ and saying, not even because I'm gonna use it as a means to accomplish my own end where I think that maybe it'll be, create a better life for me, but instead I'm just gonna obey Christ. I'm gonna to come to him. I'm gonna stop. I'm gonna cease. I'm gonna be with God. I'm gonna turn my back on the chaos, turn my back on the shipwreck of culture that's drowning and trying to pull you into it with them and say, no, I'm gonna to swim to a better place and get away. Be with God. Even when you think about the creator creating your physical body, your physical body is created where it needs rest. And whether it's your doctor or the fitness community, everybody will tell you that your body needs rest. So does your soul. For you to just fill yourself nonstop. I mean, that TV, that phone, that iPad, and just everything in the culture. You Need a place where you just shut it down, turn it off, and just go be with God. Find rest for your soul. And every time you do it, it demonstrates faith. Every time that you choose, I'm going to cease all these other good things. I'm not saying they're necessarily all bad things. For the better thing, you're demonstrating faith. That's even what that Deuteronomy text that I just read earlier. It's that moment where he says, remember you were slaves in Egypt and how I brought you out with a mighty hand. I brought you out of that. Your temptation is not to be a slave in Egypt. Your temptation is to be a slave to your device, to fame, to uh, wealth, to uh, what people think of you. To, you know what yours might be, what your Pharaoh could be. All of us have them. And every time that you say, No, I'm going to choose to turn my back on it, get alone, find rest in God, find spiritual renewal. Isaiah 40, they that wait upon the Lord, he'll renew their strength. Oh, I find strength from this place in God. My soul finds strength. I get alone with him. It takes faith. Because it's saying, because it's it's not, it's it's also all the other things that I could be doing. And so sometimes when you think about like, I just need to do all these things, I have to stay this busy to survive. Right? Like that's what we'll do is we'll say, not just the negative, oh, like the hobby or the um or or, or the you know the the idols, but Sometimes we'll just go, hey, I got, I, got a, I got a lot of kids. I got to put food on the table. I got to stay this busy for survival. Yet every time that you say, I'm going to stop, I'm going to be with God. I'm going to stop laboring. I'm going to pull my family together. But I'm going to go to church, worship with the, with the church family. What you're doing is you're saying, I'm going to take this strength that I have and I'm going to put it towards God. And it takes great faith to say, I'm going to trust God. Just like you would with your giving. With giving, we say, you know what? It's, I'm going to trust God. So I'm going to give financially because I, I trust God. And so God, here's my, just like you would say, here's, here's the abundance that I have. I'm going to give my first and my best to God. With your, t- with your time, you're saying, I'm going I'm to put my faith in God and God, you'll take care of me. And just like your finance is a resource, your time being a resource that you go, I'm gonna come, I'm gonna give it to God. I'm gonna give God my first and my best. I'm gonna be with him. It takes, it takes faith. And the temptation is to go, now. forget it. I'm just gonna be a slave. I'll just go, I'll, I'll, just, I'll be like everybody else. Hey, the latest pitch guy on your TV that's like, you should do this, you should do this. Go, go, hustle, hustle, rah, 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 rah. And you're like, oh, dear Lord. That's that looks like death. Yeah, but I'm rich and I'm cool and everybody knows me. <laughs> and I'm, that's not what I'm aiming for. No, I'm, I'm, I'm aiming, I, I, got, I got a vision beyond that. That's stopping here where my, my heaven is this earth, but I'm looking forward to something beyond that. So those, that constant hype fest, it's not alive inside of me. And so I want to invite you just to begin to think through what that would look like for you and and then to know that when you choose rest, rest will strengthen your work, actually. God loves to do that. You just be obedient and choose the Jesus way, and you'll watch the way that when you do what Jesus calls you to do, He'll give you so many blessings. But you actually just say, out of obedience, I'm gonna stop and be with God. I'm gonna follow the Jesus rhythm instead of my rhythm, and you'll watch the way that God will even bless your work. So even like in the Jewish day. They saw their day beginning in the evening so that they would rest first and then they were rested for their work. So when you're rested and you come before God and you're just like, all right, I'm gonna be with God. I'm gonna stop. I'm gonna halt. I'm gonna find rest for my soul. And what happens is you'll find the blessing of God on your work. You'll find yourself rested. Actually, I lived so long in Colorado. uh, One of the funny things about downhill ski culture is that, most of the injuries take place in the last hour that the runs are open. And everybody kind of in the, the whole ski culture knows that that's the moment where the, that last run is the moment where most, it's the number one hour of injuries because it's the, it's, it's the, it's, you're already tired. You're overconfident. You think you've been doing it all day. You think, you know, what's going on and that's where you get injured. And that's what happens with us. Think, I, I don't need to stop and be with God. I don't need to stop. I, 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 I can do this. I got this. I got this. And in time, something breaks. In time. Oh. <laughs> but if you'll get with God, think about, all right, I'm going I'm to come apart to be with God so that I don't eventually come apart. <laughs> I'm going to be set apart and have a rhythm of being with them and follow this Jesus rhythm. It's kind of like that gas gauge on your car where you know when you're about to run out of gas. I think it's significant for us to look at what are the, what are the triggers? What are the, what's on the dashboard where you know you're running low and you haven't, you haven't been with him? You need, you need soul rest. You need strength from God. I know for me, when I'm, when I'm skimming in my time with God, where it's kind of box checking, where I get into this place where I'm like, I'm a little, I like caffeine a little too much. <laughs> I know that it's easy for when I'm when I'm a little bit impatient with my family and friends and staff. I know, ah, oh, I need a real rest. Come to me. All who are weary, tired. It's easy for us to think, I'll go use a cultural way to try to find rest for my soul, but it doesn't deliver. Jesus is the one that will give you rest for your soul. He's the one that gives soul rest, that strength, that interior strength. Just like you want to find rest and get the right sleep patterns for your body, boy, you want to get the right rest in Christ, rest in God for your soul. So I know there's pushback. Hey, David, rest is for the privileged, man. I got a lot to do. Okay. Well, just like, just like when it comes to giving, you would say, all right, I, I'm gonna try to be like a percentage giver and I wanna try to just uptick out of obedience and faithfulness to God. With that same logic, take this with rest and being with him. Just start. All right, maybe, maybe I am working three jobs, but I could do 15 minutes. I could, I could, do, I could do five minutes of worship. Hey, Alexa, Sing a song with some heavy Revy on it. You have to say the song. Sing Echo Holy. Pull out that Bible app. Pull out that prayer journal and go 15. Here's what happens. Then you go, Oh, the Jesus rhythm. He actually provides more rest for my soul than 20 minutes of Netflix. He actually finds rest for my soul than. I, I'm always, I always act like, I tell everybody I'm so busy, but then when I check that screen time, turns out I had some time to see Facebook and social media. But you'll, wanna, uh, you'll just want to grow it a little bit. You'll go, I, it's, actually the, it's actually the source where I find life. And that's what Jesus promises right there. You find life, you find rest. Come take a real rest. It's one of my favorite things. I know I always quote John 10, but because to me, when I look at John 10, 10 the abundant life, it so surpasses what the culture has. And you'll find life. Everybody thinks they have life in this world and life in all the things that the the culture has. But America, traveling, all the wealth, it doesn't have it. Ultimately, life, real life. Come to me that you might find real rest. A real rest. Let me show you how to take a real rest. Jesus saying, oh, all the answers of the day don't hold it. So I would say rest doesn't just have to be for the privileged. Rest, no matter how busy you are, no matter how much you got going, just start somewhere. Just get that little bit of time. David, that's legalism. That's another pushback. That's that's legalistic talk. That's how those people become so legalistic. Listen, I get it. On one spectrum we go, is, is laziness. We get over here, we go, man, you talk about rest too much. If I think about that, I'll just become lazy. I won't really, that song that Andy taught us the other day, I'll preach the gospel, die be forgotten as long as you get through. I ain't ever gonna do it. If I start talking about rest, I'll just become too lackadaisical, too lethargic, won't be a part of the Great Commission, won't care about reaching my city. No, I, I, I'm not talking about sloth. That's a different sermon series. I frankly don't, I'm just going to be honest with most of the people that I sit at Starbucks with. I, I don't mostly sit with people that have a problem with sloth. I mostly run with people that find identity in what they can produce. And they found a secondary way to get applauded or to find life. And so I think laziness is on this side of the spectrum. And sure, we can get legalistic over here. We can, we can get in this place where we're like trying to where it's all kinds of legalism and you just kind of hear death. And I'm not telling you to be religious and legalistic on this. I am telling you to find some space to find rest for your soul and get with God. I am telling you that that, that that's the better way. So I wanna invite you just to ask the Lord what it looks like for you. What, What would it look like for you in your rhythm this summer? I don't know about what it's like in your house. In our house, for us, the stress goes down just a little bit in the summertime, because we have four teenagers, and man, just to take that school piece out for a couple months, whew, it's a little, it's a little bit lighter. So maybe this could be a season where you, inst- where, you, where, you, where you let go of something good. I mean, a really fine, nothing wrong with it, so that you can find some rest in God. Let me just encourage you to learn from Jesus. Here's what he said. He said, learn from me. Well, what did Jesus do? I think one of the things that we see in Jesus' rhythm is that Jesus was okay with hiddenness in a way that we're not. We gotta be seen, baby. We gotta be, we gotta everybody, we need everybody to notice us. Notice our hard work. Notice how good looking we are. Notice what our kids do. Notice something. See me, notice me. Don't you wanna be me? If Jesus was okay with hiddenness, one of the things that we find in Jesus is that Jesus, I mean, we have this big, we, we, we have the, the, the big birth, supernatural moment, angelic choirs. You think Jesus, we would take something like that and ride it for popularity. Hey, that was my big break. But Jesus, we don't really see much in his first 30 years. We get a little window when he's 12, gets lost in the temple. Great moment. Did you not know I'd be in my father's house? grows in wisdom, stature, favor with God and man. But then we don't see him again. I think we could learn from that. Another Jesus rhythm. Matthew 3, that big baptism moment. This is my son whom I love with whom I'm well pleased. It's a son. And Jesus gets away for 40 days to go be with his father. 40 days. Season. A season of being with his father. Wonder what that could look like in your life. We see this one here in Luke 5. Jesus often went through to lonely places and prayed. Sometimes he'd pray through the night. I just want to invite you to just look, at, learn from me. Jesus says, learn from me. Maybe you could take a moment and go, all right. What, what is a really good thing in my life that I might just push out so that I can embrace rest in God? strength from him, renewal in him. What, and not just my own life, but what could it look like in my family? It's pretty amazing. Nobody's got, I'm sound like, I'm sound like grumpy old man for just a minute. It's amazing the things we don't have time for in Johnson County, in Kansas City, when it comes to kingdom things. But how much, we got plenty of time for a whole lot of recreation and sports I like recreation, I like sports. as a football game yesterday. But I do intentionally make time for my family. And those are not the primary things. And I don't do those things to the absence of real intentional time with my family. And I'm not saying that to put, put shame. I'm just inviting you to what's the best way that God's called you. Like, what could it look like? Uh, David, I'm just, I'm just trying to get by and do what the culture does. No, 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 you're done with that. You, you, you've settled I actually want more than that. I got a bigger vision than that. I'm dreaming a bigger dream than that. Just trying to mix in a little bit of Christianity, a little bit of inspiration while I just live out like the culture. No, 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 I, I've, I've, I've come out of that. I'm building my life, my family around Christ. And then I would say with us as your, as your church family, how could I, what, God, what have you called me to? What does it look like? How could I engage there? Come to me, all who are tired, all who are weary. Find rest for your soul. I invite you. This summer, let's go there. Let's get some family culture. Where we find our rest in God. Will you bow your head with me? Father, we ask in Jesus' name that you would help us in The chaotic culture to find strength and rest peace for our soul in God and I just pray over my friends I thank you for them I thank you for your faithfulness to this house and I pray Lord God that you would bring renewal I pray Lord Jesus that we would see the life of Christ and learn and not be deceived into a different way. An American way, entrepreneurial way. We want to do the Jesus way. The habits of Jesus. The life of Christ. Pray for strength. Sons and daughters, no longer slaves, now Free freedom in Christ. If you're in the room today and you go, actually, I'm, I'm, I am a slave. I'm a slave <laughs> to other things. I want life in Christ today. I desire to find freedom from that perpetual treadmill that the world has to offer and find life in Jesus. Good news for you. Your role is to surrender. Repent. Not, I don't want my way anymore. I want to follow Jesus. And Jesus gives life. If that's you today, just I just want to invite you. Would you just raise your hand wherever you're at? I'm just gonna pray with you, invite you to pray with me. Just raise your hand. Good. Good. Will you just anymore? Just say this, Jesus. I surrender give you my life I enter into your life life that comes from you change me in Jesus name amen amen let's stand together if you prayed that prayer I want to invite you just to go let us know that you prayed that prayer on our website right on the front right there if you'll take that QR code that's right on that connection card let us know that you made a decision to follow Jesus we want to help you on your journey as a follower, resourced and people to help you on the journey. Hey, Randy, can we give a big hand to everybody that just made a decision to follow Jesus in the room or online? So good. <laughs> uh, hey, I want to invite the prayer team to come forward as well. We're going to take a moment and we're going to give of our tithes and offerings and, and then we want to pray for you. Father, we love you today. God, I thank you, Lord Jesus, for this summer season. I thank you, Lord God, for this opportunity to get close to God. We pray, Lord Jesus, that we would draw close, find rest in you. I pray that we would be a family as a church that's rested. We're living not weary and tired because we've given our soul to other things. We're living alive because we've been with Jesus. God, we love you today. Take what we give. God, use it to make a difference here in Kansas City. God, as we have hundreds of kids this month coming from across America for Bold Conference, use it, Lord Jesus. Use what we give, Lord God. So we send out teams. We love you. We honor you. In Jesus' name.